The Canberra woman acknowledges the traditional custodians of the ACT, the Ngunnawal people. We acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of this city and this region. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Some people may find today's content upsetting. Please seek help if you need it. The Canberra Women, the podcast that dives into the lives of a diverse range of Canberra women. Stories of resilience, entrepreneurship, self-discovery, family life and being a boss businesswoman. Learn, connect, be inspired and be encouraged. Hey, I'm Maddie Green, training journalist and filmmaker and proud owner of Maddie Green Photo and Film. I'm so excited to be working with the Canberra Women as we explore and dive a little deeper into our guest stories. Motivational speaker, advocate for resilience and mental health, model and founder of Just Another Girl, welcome to the show, Jacinta Dabosky. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. And it's such a pleasure to have you. It's a bit of an odd circumstance. We're sitting across the table with our headphones on, but we're just going to have a little chat. Yep. Sounds awesome. Amazing. I'm um, st- pumped. You're stoked pumped. for it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and traditionally, our Canberra woman, what's your drink of choice that you've got in front of you? Oh, look, I've got a, I've got a green juice, okay. um, which I'm scared to think what's in it, but <laughs> it's apparently good for the gut health, gut and brain health. So I'm all for that. You're all for that. Amazing. Yes. And you've got your classic water, sparkling or still, what's your go-to? Oh, look, sparkling's a bit premium. So I kind of, uh, I've gone for that one today. <laughs> it's a bit of a treat. Amazing. All right, let's get into it. Tell me about Just Another Girl and how it came to be. Yeah, so just another girl. I probably six, seven years ago now, I was sound asleep uh, my hometown in Aubrey, where I grew up. And I woke up 3am in the morning and I just had this surge of energy and excitement. And my body was telling my subconscious, was telling me, Jacinta, I need you to share your story. I need you to talk to girls, young girls, women, teens, and share your story and your background Um, and I also want you to write a book. So this was sort of three o'clock in the morning, just this surge of excitement. Um, Don't know where it came from but I woke up and I went, oh, my gosh, what on earth was that? Um, Let's try and bring that to fruition and, yeah, and sort of here it is today. And so how did you bring it to the table? So, look, it's just something I've on my own so it's sort of a – it's a – hobby it's a it's a passion on the side um there's something that just means so much to me and I yeah just went to a web designer and said this is my idea uh can you help me and bring it to life and so I've got the website justanothergirlproject.com.au and I've spoken to date to probably 1400 uh teen students um across the country and growing from there and so what is the Just Another Girl project based on? It's my life. It's my story. I feel is one that people can relate to and that's why I, yeah, go and, and, and share it today. So it stems back from my high school days of bullying. So I'm quite tall. I'm, I'm six foot two, um, taller than the average, average woman. And that's something that um, I had a horrifically hard time about in high school. Um, I also had boys that actually liked me, that still gave me a hard time, girls that were bitchy and nasty that also gave me a hard time. But I only ever went to school and just did my work 
I unfortunately in turn didn't tell my parents the struggles I was having at school. I feel if I could go back, I would have liked to have probably connected in with a counsellor or a psychologist through that bullying. I'm quite a, um, a sensitive being, an empath. So a lot of that I really took on board and just took to heart and um, and just smashes, absolutely smashed my self-esteem. That's one big part of it. I then go on and talk about relationships, uh, mental abuse, physical abuse. So I'm actually a white ribbon, so domestic violence survivor. So I've had a lot of, from having low self-esteem, I've put myself into relationships that just weren't right for me and never had the confidence to leave. Yeah, I go on and talk about my modelling. I moved to Sydney for a short time, had to lose 10 kilos. I was on very strict dieting and pressure for that and that then turned and unfortunately my, um, my mental health crashed even further from then and actually ended up in hospital very unwell. Mm. And so how does your journey and your story then translate to the girls that you speak in front of? I think I come in and I, I've always, you know, presented well and sort of got it all together and show confidence and stand in front of a lot of young girls, which is quite daunting, I think, for anyone really public speaking. They sort of go, oh, I can't think of anything worse. I don't want to do public speaking. That's oh, scary and I'd rather, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing. But um, I just I just start talking about my experiences and... The girls just this, I think this vulnerability and bravery and just letting my guard down um, in front of them uh, just shows this sense of, I think, you know, this, this vulnerability and sensitivity of that, wow, this is what Jacinta's been through. And there's probably a third of the girls in the room that are going through something the exact same mm. right now and it's a very powerful um, beautiful process because the girls, um, you know, I talk about getting help. I talk about connecting. I talk about please speak up if you're struggling. You please don't suffer in silence, and that's the big thing, you know. So it's it's a very empowering space, especially when you go through something like that. You have low self esteem. It's so common, and I've had life changing moments in the classroom. It's the only word I can use is is euphoric. And so has there been a particular story, a particular girl that has come up to you or that you've kind of you've connected to or even just like the feedback that they've you've received? How has your story then impacted them? So generally after I finish, because, you know, I think being a teen you don't want to, uh, you know, talk to all the the inspire the you know the lady in front of my in front of my sort of teen peers and that's sort of embarrassing and oh I probably ha- I may have something going on I don't want my you know peers to know that mm. so generally once sort of almost everyone's left uh, I'll get a few girls that actually stay around and just I'll get huge big hugs and I actually feel like a celebrity for the day <laughs> it's just this yeah this incredible um, incredible feeling and. They tell me their story, they open up, they have this full vulnerability and they, they start sharing. Uh, then I also get messages after, you know, sort of a, a, that afternoon or that night or the next day and girls that will connect with me on Instagram and, you know, um, just into you from sharing your story, you've you've changed my life. I've told my parents I want to start getting counselling again. Mm-hmm. You know, we've um, we've booked in either next week or the week after to go see the, um, the psychologist again. It's life-changing work. Mm. Yeah. 
That is a lot to unpack and yeah. how do you cope? It is a lot. It's, it's very, uh, very heavy confronting conversations. Mm. Um, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. So, I, so there's always teachers present, principals present. So yeah. in a room when I share and girls will really, you know, that they let their guard down and there's that vulnerability or they literally they put their hand up and say, this is what I'm going through. These are the struggles I'm going through. And teachers will go, wow, you know, I've been trying to get through to her yeah. for months, for years, yeah. you know, and they get this incredible breakthrough, you know. Um, I think it's, it's for me, it's self-care. So, so mental health for me is still a huge part of my life. It's something that I really need to check in on uh, and it's something I work on every day. Backing yourself, having the self-care, having the reassurance and surrounding yourself with the best possible people that you can Having a great therapist, so a counsellor, a counsellor, a clinical psychologist, um, psychiatrist, all that sort of thing. You know, if you are, really are struggling, there's amazing networks there and support there. But I'm very aware of what's happening in my body, mm. how I'm feeling, what I need to do to sort of, you know, regulate and staying within that, that window of tolerance. You said that just another girl... And the projects that you do there are life changing. Um, what is the dream for just another girl? If it's something I could do every day, travel nationwide and be on the road and flying around and driving and doing this and just uh, and just inspiring and changing, changing teen lives and and women's lives. That's that's what I'd be doing. And so, what will we see next from just another girl? Constantly. Putting myself out there, connecting. The worst thing they can say is no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I'll just go back and keep asking. In one of your articles, you've written that I prayed the bullying would stop. What, what was that experience like? So in, as I mentioned earlier, with my height, actually, and I wasn't even six foot two back in high school. I was, yeah, much shorter, still still above average, but, um, you know, um, unrelenting just um, storf, giant, bigfoot, giraffe, just horrible. And I think as you're a teen, you're trying to find your place in the world. You know, every day, every week, your body's changing, you're growing, you've got new relationships, new friendships, you know, there's so much going on around you. And I think when someone is filling your head with something so negative and you're taking that on, uh, it's it's crushing. I came home, I'd come home from school. There were, there were no mobile phones, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Snapchat, none of this, none of these social media pages back then. So actually I'd, I'd go home and that was my safe space. Mm. So from 20 past three when I finished school to quarter to nine the next morning, I was free. Mum would ask, Jacinta, how was school? Did you have a good day at school? I'd say, yeah, mum, it was fine. Yep, everything's fine. Uh, I'd go into my room, close the door, I'd start crying. Actually, I'd start praying. Uh, I, I suffered in silence. Looking back now, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I think that your height is a blessing. Your height is a gift and you're amazing. I would have told my parents if I could go back, told my parents that I was struggling. My message when I go into schools because bullying is still so prevalent today, but bullying also happens at home. Mm. So it's on social media, it's through cyberbullying, it's through, you know, it's um, the statistics are horrific. 
you need you need to tell someone. If it's not a parent, it's a it's a friend, it's a teacher, it's someone. You can't the, the, the damaging effects bullying had on me to the decisions I went on to make in my life uh, through my teens and early twenties were the worst decisions I ever could have done. Jacinta, you just mentioned the hardships and some of the life big life decisions that you had to make throughout going into past high school. Tell me a little bit about these. Yeah, so it's a really great question. I, and look, sharing through sharing my story and vulner, vulnerability and bravery and honesty, it's about um, really zoning in on those experiences that I've had. And unfortunately, not all of them have been positive relationships. So I suppose when you have such low self-esteem, uh, you're looking for someone to fill fill your cup up, looking for someone to give you that reassurance, give you that validation because I didn't have it in myself. So I chose men uh, in relationships that just weren't right for me. So things like, and this is what I talk about with, with the teen girls in, you know, them having relationships or maybe going to a relationship one day or in the future, things to sort of look out for and, and, and signs. So I chose men, unfortunately, that were very controlling. So I never really uh, was allowed to leave the house. Um, I had to stay in the house and wait till they came home. They went out, had a party with the boys, came home and um, I was, to, I was to, to stay at home. We never, uh, we never went out. We never did anything, and just um, it's they're little sort of. It's more so. It's that mental, like a mind game that just actually makes you even worse and actually diminishes your self esteem even more. But you don't realise because you just want someone around and you just want to feel better because you don't have that in yourself. The only one that can love you, the only one that can appreciate you, the only one that can make you feel as amazing and, and goddess-like as you can is you. And it's standing in front of that mirror and just repeating on repeat, I've got this, I'm amazing, I'm beautiful, I deserve better. I then went into a relationship uh, that was the psychological abuse was even worse. So... Uh, a lot of, a lot of swearing, a lot of uh, manipulation and narcissism, brainwashing, physical abuse. So I had choking, I had strangling, uh, I had being pushed against the wall. I had cuts. I used to go to work with bruises around my arms, with bruises around my neck. One in five women are physically abused by their former or current partner. Every 30 minutes a woman is beaten and one woman a week dies from domestic violence. They're horrific statistics. Um, and if I can share my story and bring light to how I was treated, again, I spoke in silence. That's why Just Another Girl Project is so powerful and so so important to me, why I'm here today sharing my story with you. But I'm here, yeah, to live another day, to share another story and to give those others hope because there's so much that goes on behind closed doors that we don't know about. 
And so how did you end up leaving both relationships? I actually had to move states, one of them. I, yeah, literally left left my home and moved where my family were, like 800 kilometres away and started a whole new life uh, in my early 30s. You know, so it's it was unbelievably hard, so challenging. Get those supports, get those networks and you can uh, and you can see the light and you can make things happen. I really like that how you're telling your story is a part of the healing process and you moving away was part of a big step but is that healing process as well. How did you end up coming to Canberra? Yes, yes, I've been here two and a half years. So, yeah, I had a uh, a friend that lived here and I... Yeah, moved in with him and we're yeah, still great friends today and I just needed something a bit more so than living at, um, I was actually living at Ulladulla, so Molly Milk on the south coast and I just needed to sink my teeth into something a bit more where there's a bit more happening and I can have a bit more of a platform and I'm now here. Coldest place in Australia, <laughs> honestly, what is with the weather? <laughs> um but, yeah, and just meeting beautiful people and it's, it, it, again, my journey, it's, it's, it's just never ending. You know, it's, it's constantly evolving and excited for what's to come because there's the only constant in life is change. So you can have a plan, you can have a goal, but I can assure you <laughs> something else, life's going to go, we've got something else for you. You need to, um, yeah, you need to make your way through this now. So literally hold on for the ride. And so you're now a Canberra woman. What is that experience like? What do you love about Canberra and being surrounded by the community of Canberra women? Yes, I look through through work. I've met beautiful people. The nature here is lovely. I do wish we had a beach. (laughs) The lake, you know, or or at least maybe swim in the lake would be nice, (laughs) but it's not as yet yeah, pretty and clear as it as it maybe as it could be, but yeah, just some um, really empowering, special people live here, and it's a clean, beautiful, big city, and just easy place to live. Really, yeah, two hours from the coast if you want to go to the beach, and only a couple hours you know up north um, to Sydney, and yeah, it's it's just a really lovely, lovely space to live, easy place to live. Those mothers that are listening today, what advice would you have for them with teenage girls? Yeah, so just really keep an eye on any behaviourment changes. I think um, keep an eye maybe on their their friends base, and just try and have that open communication with them. I know teens don't talk a lot to their parents; they do keep a lot in, so that can be hard. So it's just, and if they're not going to talk, maybe it's just seeking that bit of extra advice or that bit of support from maybe it's their their friends, mothers or something, you know, if they've seen a bit of a change. But it's, yeah, just know that they're in a safe space, they're loved and they can come and talk to you about anything. You know, it's, it's, it's really important for their growth and their security and safety. 
And for all the women that are listening today, what advice would you have for them knowing the journey that you've been through? I think, yeah, that's a good one. That's that's it's hard. Yeah. That's loaded. The, yes. A loaded question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, look, that is just, I think just take a, take a step back from listening from this, you know, take a step back and just see, you know, where am I? Where am I at in my life? Where am I at in my space? And am I happy? Am I being respected? Am I being loved? Am I being nurtured? Am I being taken care of? Is this a healthy relationship, a healthy space? Or do I do I deserve more? And know that change is scary, but it's okay because on the other side of change, there's amazing things that can unfold but we generally don't have that courage to sort of to take that leap, to take that next step. Jacinta, it has been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and I hope that our listeners that are listening take what you've said and ingest it and do what they can with that information. If people want to support you, how would they do that? Yeah, so I have a website, www.justanothergirlproject.com.au or they can find me on social media, Instagram or Facebook, Just Another Girl. And to our listeners, thanks for joining me on the CBR Women. Want to hear more or get involved? Make sure you check us out at the CBR Woman. That's all for me, Maddie Green.